Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. We are here in another Friday of a new year. Welcome. Happy New Year. I think today, shouldn't today be like the last day you can tell somebody Happy New Year? I feel like if you were going to send like an email out to someone that you truly wanted to, you know, wish a Happy New Year, I think at this point you should have pretty much made up your mind and have already done that. But that's just me. However, because it is the first uh, blog, I mean, sorry, blog, mixing up the roles, because it's the first podcast of the new year. And again, this is the first, technically the first week into the new year. I'm going to say this one time and one time only. Happy New Year. 2021 has come and it has come in with a bang. Almost literally, we will talk about my thoughts and processes, you pretty much would have to be, I don't know, I wouldn't even want to say living on a rock. I mean, even the rocks got turned over at this point. So you would have to just pretty much be at a situation where you're blocking out the world's news entirely. So we will talk about all that. I have my opinions on it, just like everybody else. But I wanted to talk about just the updates. This is season three. So this is episode one of season three. So first, let me just say, if this is your first time listening to Conversations with Toy, welcome. This is, in my opinion, a very safe space. We talk about everything from mental illness to mental health, uh, self-care, relationships, love, parenting, all of those things. And I've always been really clear that it's not my job to tell you what to do, how to live, any of those things. My job is to give you perspective so that you can feel at least safe to feel like, okay, I can say that I blew it. Because reality of it is, I blow it all the time. So if you were thinking, oh my gosh, she just seems to have her life all together, that is a lie and a half because I don't. I do what I can to take care of myself from the inside out. And I believe that those are the things that help me to make better decisions as I gotten older, I am learning from the mistakes that I've made. When I was younger, I just pretty much winged it. So if I made a mistake, it was just like, eh, oh, well, you know, and it is what it is. So if you're here and you're listening for the first time and you're really like, oh my gosh, you know, she seems to have it really together. Listen, smoke screens, smoke screens. Every single day I fight just like the next person to get my mind together, to do the right thing, to make the good decisions, to be a good parent, to be a decent wife, and to be a good human. I'm not saying that I'm successful in all of those areas, right? Those are titles, but I do the best that I can. And where I have fallen and where I have fallen short, I am very much able to say, ooh, I messed it up, right? And I also believe in being very honest and very transparent and saying that you messed up and then, you know, asking the people that you've made the mistake with to forgive you. And forgiveness means change. That doesn't mean saying the words and still doing what you want to do. It literally means changing the thing that caused you to do in the first place. So welcome to this space. This is the space for you. We all have our hangups. There's something that we all need to do better in. Nobody is above a do better. I've stolen that from my husband. He used to say that to me all the time. And not to me, like, to say it to me, but that's his phrase. Like, nobody is above a do better. And so that stuck with me is that we aren't. We all have something that we can do better in. There's always something that we should improve. There's always places for us to grow. So let's just talk about a couple of things. Again, are we going to talk about this week's news? Yes. I don't even know how you can have a podcast, a blog, uh, anything, and not talk about it. 
right? I want to get it out there. Let's get it out the system. It's a better always out than in, right? Isn't that what Shrek said? I mean, yes. So I have, obviously I have three children. So you can tell if there's like a kid's movie, I'm going to know about it. But let me just say, I was the same way before I had kids. My friends will tell you if there was a child's movie coming out, I probably would beat most parents with kids to the movie theater way before. So but at the end of the day, that is true. So we're going to talk about it. I feel like this is the uh, safe space to talk about it. Let me be very clear. I'm not trying to bring it up so we can have a healthy back and forth de debate. I'm not against healthy debates. Um, I'm actually an, uh, I, I consider myself to be a professional arguer. I can argue with the best of them. However, on certain things, when it comes to morality, it's not something that you can fully do argue because not everybody's morality clause is the same, right? So just be very clear when you're arguing with someone on the internet and there's been a lot of it, state what you have to state and then keep it moving. I'm, that's just how I am in real life. Like I'm just, if you're rocking with it, you're rocking with it. And if you're not, you're not. And nine, nine times out of 10, you're going to find a lot of people who just don't seem to rock out with your thought processes. So keep that in mind because there's a lot of arguing back and forth with people and I am just been watching it and looking at it and thinking to myself, wow. And a lot of people's arguments have been very valid. There's been some validity all thrown all around, right? And in the midst of that, it's still not, in my opinion, it's not going to change somebody's real life down in the gutter of them and how they relate to the situation, you know, there's difference when you are taking a class and you're learning something new and you're like, yes, that makes sense. This is not a class like life is a class, right? However, we come into it with our own thoughts and processes about what we believe, how we were raised. And yes, I do believe that people can change, but it comes from the inside out. You can show somebody all the change in the world, but if they're not ready, they're not going to do it. So stop giving people all this energy to argue, fuss, and fight, and break up all kinds of situations. Just stop. Because when you realize that you're responsible for yourself, that you can speak however you choose, and you can have whatever opinion that you choose, and then you're just like, that's how I am. That's where I'm going to be at it. And I just feel like we get so caught up in trying to change other people's opinions so that we can all think the same. I don't come from that, that thought process. I'm fully aware that people are going to hold on to their values, whether their values are in agreement to minds. And at the end of the day, I just don't have the energy to sit there and go back and forth for hours and minutes and moments of time. I'm not saying that I've always been like that. In my 20s, I have been known to be a firecracker and I would argue you all the way down. It could be about what color the, you know, a grain of rice was. And I would argue you down adults, grown people, elders, it didn't make no difference. But that's when you do when you're in your 20s and reckless, right? To me. Now, maybe you're in your 20s and you're like, nah, not me, sis. I'm all about, you know, doing the right thing to each their own. But that, that, that couldn't say that was me. So with that being said, just don't do it. But we'll talk more about that later. The new year is here. And I know that everybody is making a lot of changes, a lot of people. So if you are not vegan, this January is considered to be uh, veganary. I hope I'm saying that correct. I feel like I'm never saying it correct. I can say vegan, but veganary is like a combination between January and vegan. And a lot of people, and to be honest with you, a lot of people are going to change whether it's keto, no low carbs, no carbs whatever you would like to put the name on it is it's really to me should be a lifestyle change versus a diet or a fad I'm not into diets or fads I've never been I have been vegan I believe and I say I believe I think it's this is the third year that I've been vegan I feel like once you get past the first year to be honest with you if you can make it to be vegan for the first month it gets easier and then as you go through the months ahead and you make it through that first year it's like you are unstoppable you learn the do's you learn the don'ts you learn to customize you learn what you like you you know and you're constantly learning like I feel like being a vegan I'm constantly learning new recipes I'm always challenging myself to try something different I teeter-totter between there's like times I'm like nope all raw vegan foods 
period. And then there's times that I'm like, man, I'm going to go find something that I normally would have eaten had I not been vegan and trying to find a way to tweak it. So many people get so caught up in arms because why do you have food? Like, for instance, in the very beginning, when for me, because this is for me, when I first transitioned, a lot of it was just trying to figure out um, the foods that I would normally like, let's say macaroni and cheese. Okay. Let's make a vegan mac and cheese. Let's find a cheese that melts for real. Let's find a butter that actually tasted great. Let's find this, this, and that. So that's the types of mentality. Like when you're trying to go from a meat eater to a vegan or vegetarian, whatever your choices are. Oftentimes when you don't feel supported enough is it that you don't feel like you have enough meals underneath you to, that you can live like this every single day. That's basically, in my opinion, what it boils down to. Now, maybe you turn vegan and you were just like, I'm in it for the long haul. I don't care if I have three meals and that's good. That's great. But there's going to be somebody listening saying, I feel the same way. I don't have enough meals. I don't know enough meals. I'm going to tell you something that another person who was vegan, they had been vegan for years, gave me the best suggestions. She said, listen, everybody's going to tell you how to run this whole vegan life, meaning you're going to have the people that are totally against food that mimics meat. And they're like, oh, my God, if you wanted to eat meat, you should have ate meat. Not necessarily there. And, and and when you become more and more vegan or keto or vegetarian or whatever the case may be, whatever your preferences are, you learn that certain foods have different calories and that certain things are bad for you. I mean, you learn all those different things. But in the very beginning, I learned to substitute the meals that I normally would like so that I didn't have to feel the need that I was losing out on something because that's what it boiled down for at least me, feeling like you're losing out. So now that it's veganary and people are changing their lifestyles, I wanted to dig a little deeper as far as what are the things that I was quote unquote struggling with in 2020. Now struggling may not mean like end of the world, end of time, but for me, what were the areas in my personal life not my blog life, not my marital life, not my life as a mother, my personal life that I felt like I needed to get a better handle on. And my biggest area that I needed to improve to me was sleep. So I have started Embarked, and I'm going to be talking about it um, quite often on here, giving you updates, the good, the bad, the indifferent on, I don't know if you, I don't want to call it a sleep study because that's when people are studying you, seeing how you, you know, matriculate throughout the night. I would say I put myself on a sleep schedule. So instead of sitting up all night, I send my kids to bed at eight o'clock. And so instead of at eight o'clock, the kids are in bed and I should be winding down. I should be relaxing for the night. Two, through two things, two or three things would happen. One, I would either be mindless scrolling on Instagram, on Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, and any other social media that I had. Just looking at everybody else's stuff, what they doing? Mm, girl, look at that. And doing all of this mindless scrolling for hours. I feel like when my kids go down, it's like I can be adult. So I'm like, oh, let me look at all the adult con content. Because the second my cell phone opens, my kids are on my phone like glue. So I'm very particular about what I'm watching. And I have really good friends. Like some of my really close friends will send me something and say earmuffs, which for me, I always tell my kids that when it's something that shouldn't be heard. So they'll send me a message like in Instagram or Facebook and say earmuffs. So that, and I say, I always say my friend, uh, Kyla, she does that. So that's great. So I would just spend all these hours, hours and hours scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it felt good because I felt like, oh, I was having this break. This, oh, this is so great. However, the, the flip of that was it's not a real break. Mindless scrolling, once you get like in the rabbit hole of social media, takes for hours and hours of hours of your time, your energy and everything above. The other flip that I was doing was if I wasn't on my list scrolling, then I would then be in full blog, whatever I didn't catch up on earlier. Let me dig deep and get done. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, people think that when you like, I, you know, if you don't know, I am a blogger. This is a podcast as well. Um, motivational speaker. I'm adding a lot of titles that I have been stepping into. However, 
as a blogger, people think that when you do these blogs that you just type this stuff up and you sit it up on its way. But it takes energy, time, and lots of time and some more time to do the blog, edit it, add the photos that you want into it. And then when you want to present it to the world outside of the of my website, in order for it to like advertise, hey, read this, catch this link in bio, now I got to put it on social media. So now I got to put it on Instagram. I got to put it on Twitter. I got to put it on Pinterest. I got to create the pin for it. I have to create the photo for the Facebook. I got to do, it's very time consuming. So for one blog, I have done a blog now I've got to put it on four different social media and then find either the same picture or four different pictures to represent the same blog. And it's very time consuming. So when you see a blogger, please stop giving them a hard time. It's not as easy as people think. There's a lot of things that have to go with it. And then just writing the blog, ugh, I could talk about that another time. But in order for all that to go down, now I've given one or two blogs per night. And before I know it, it's one or two o'clock in the morning. Now this is from eight o'clock until two o'clock. Cause now I've probably done that work. I've probably inserted some mindless scrolling and now I'm up. The third thing that would go down is that I found myself falling asleep the second I would sit down. So as soon as my kids get done eating dinner, 95% of the time I'm up cleaning the kitchen in its entirety getting them to go down, winding them down, and then sending them on their way. So by this time, I have been up since the crack of Jesus at all kind of early in the morning, running all kinds of different little errands here and there, up and down the steps, school, work, whatever the case may be. And now I'm tired. So then I would rightfully fall asleep, but on the couch, not getting up and going to bed. Two, three in the morning, my husband sometimes is downstairs working. And I'm sleeping on the couch because now I'm tapped out. And so now he's like, okay, it's time to go to bed. So now you've gotten, what, two hours of sleep, two to three hours of sleep on the couch. Now your sleep is interrupted because you're going to your room. Not all the time I would fall asleep right away. And then if I wasn't, then I'm up watching TV. So now I'm up for another hour. So now my sleep is completely broken. It's completely interrupted and I'm not getting good quality sleep. So for 2021, I have started embarked on this new journey, a personal journey for just myself. I'm not imposing this on anyone else. I'm only sharing this information because there could be somebody else that's dealing with this. So what I do now is that I am in the bed by 930, 10 o'clock is like the true cap of listen, go to bed. The reason being is I'm getting up at 4.45 in the morning to be very intentional about making sure that I include my workout first thing in the morning. For me to do a workout at night, again, I would just either be sleeping or scrolling. So I didn't want to do it so close at night. And I know that some people do it at night because they get a better sleep. For me, that puts me in so much of an energy that I'm not necessarily focused on sleep. Now I have this energy to, to do more. That means more writing, more creating, more any of, and it's just so, it's too much. So for me, the first thing in the morning is to get it done, to attack it. While I'm doing that, I pray, people call it meditate, whatever you like to call it. That's what I am doing while I'm working out. We have a stationary bike in our house that we have obviously gotten when the virus went um, first went about and we were all quarantined. It's probably the best thing that we could have bought because I have not stepped my foot into anybody's gym, which I'm not saying that I don't miss it. I just haven't done it. So my sleep schedule has been going okay. I'm not going to sit there and act like I've just been doing it for weeks. This is only week number one, but I've been extremely intentional of having my phone set the alarm from Sunday night until Wednesday um, evening for that 445 wake up call. So, to, you know, it's very helpful to make sure that I know exactly what the schedule is going to be. So when it comes to if I do want to get a blog done or if it comes to something that I feel like I need to get done, I'm intentional of saying I only have this small window to get this done. And so I'm more focused. I get whatever I got to get done and then I move right along. I have, have enjoyed it. So today being Friday, I'm not getting up at 445. To, I didn't get up at 445 to do my workout because on Fridays I get to sleep in a little bit. And we, when I mean a little bit, I mean from 445, now I'm getting up at six. So that is what it is. Getting up at six o'clock in the morning and then starting my day, continue on again. Everything is about being intentional for me. This is what works for me. I'm, this is what I'm dedicating myself to doing. 
And then Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to alternate each week about which day I'm going to do the workout. Now, for me, to be honest with you, I'm probably going to teeter-totter between just doing it alternating on Saturdays, but always keeping a Sunday workout because it's something about for me to start my Sunday workouts because that is the start of the week. And so I like the feeling of that. So, so far, five days of working out this week, right before the sun comes up, before my day can start, before the excuses can run in, before I get to the point where I'm too tired now, I don't feel like doing it. And I'll just tell myself I'll do it later. And then later never comes. This is the plan that's working for me. I have found that for the most part, my energy levels is off the charts. Um, and in between that, I've been taking my diet, uh, not diets. Jesus, I can't stand diets. I have been taking my dietary supplements, AKA vitamins for things that I feel like with my vegan lifestyle that I could possibly be missing just to make sure that I'm on the same, you know, same page. My doctor is all in agreement with it. And so that's what we're doing. So the sleep study has been going good. It's been going good for the first week. I've gotten up, um, two days out of the week. I want to say, I got up at, on time, but I may not have been like super chipper about it, but I'm up. And so for me, the win is I got up, I slept, I put myself, you know, basically put myself down and go to bed and I'm accomplishing the goal that I set out. And so also because of my Fitbit, it'll then pick up whenever I'm working out. So it feels good to see, I set the goal on my Fitbit for four days a week and now I'm, I'm crushing it at five. So I'm like, Hey, this is a good start. So I'm hoping to continue that because they say if you can, if you can do something for what, 30 days, then you pretty much make it a part of what you do every single day. And it does, it becomes less and less a chore and it becomes like a part of your life. So it's like a lifestyle. That is a sleep study or sleep schedule that I have, that I am on. Outside of that, I have not sat down to decide my vision board, even though I'm always team vision board. Tomorrow is National Vision Board Day. So if you, for whatever reason, like myself, I don't normally do my vision board until it gets closer to vision board day, probably because I love national holidays and it's like, oh, it gives me something to celebrate. So tomorrow I will be doing my vision board. My husband and I do our vision board together and we sit after the kids go down and we just start working it out, start meshing it out, start writing it out. And that's just been our flow. So if you're listening and you're like, well, tomorrow is a Saturday. Well, you know, make it a little thing. You can do one, maybe a little virtual one with your friends. Or if you want, just do it really by yourself. Because the reality of it is, is that no matter what you're putting on your vision board, if you're not willing yourself to do the work, it's not going to happen no matter what, what you put on there. Everything comes from working hard, pushing you. And, and I know we say this whole thing about pushing ourselves, but when I say pushing myself, I don't mean to the point where you're falling out because you're exhausted, tired, and you're not spending any type of me time or whatever the case may be. That's not what I mean. When I say push yourself, I mean focus yourself. Another uh, situation or thing that's been going on since the last time we talked when we gave the big Christmas update was my therapy I have been very clear about therapy. Therapy is amazing. I think a lot of people could really benefit right now, especially with everything happening with this whole COVID situation is therapy. I've had to get a lot more of it lately. And the biggest struggle that I am having with my new therapist is the thought process of feeling like I've already forgiven people for certain things, but then discovering that maybe, maybe I haven't forgiven people. And the delay that I have with, you know, dealing with other people could be from a place of unforgiveness. Even though in my heart, I feel like in my heart, my mind or whatever the case may be, I truly feel like I've given so much forgiveness to people who didn't deserve it. And when I say to people who didn't deserve it, none of us sometimes deserve a lot of forgiveness, but in order to receive it, we have to give it. In that same concept, I, my therapist is not in of the belief system that you can forgive people from afar. It's almost like a forgive and then still go around. Now, that could be a red flag because most therapists, in my opinion, probably wouldn't feel that way. They probably would tell you that it would be okay to set boundaries. And it's not that my therapist is not telling me to set boundaries, but the particular boundary that I wanted to set with a particular person that I, not even that I want to set, that I've already set. I have set this for years. It's like a pushback, but 
I'm having to therapize my therapist and saying the reason why the pushback is for you is because you don't share in the same sentiment. So I don't know if it's like a sign that I need to like get rid of this therapy therapist. You can let me know when you're in the comments when you uh, review the podcast because you know you should be doing that, giving me those good five stars. But I don't know. However, I know that the boundary that I put in place works for me and my uh, mindset and it gives me peace because without that boundary in place I probably would have lost it a long time ago my patience has always been in I want to say plentiful but I am also the type of person that I feel once I f- I know for a fact I've given so many different chances like I can truly walk away from people and it just that's just how I am and I am working through that obviously through therapy so therapy has been a little up and down Um, therapy has been taking my energy. The second I have therapy is the second that I'm asleep. I actually have therapy tonight. (laughs) One thing about COVID is that it's allowing people to do a lot of tele uh, telehealth. And so my therapy is usually in the evening times. This is probably the first Friday that I'm going to have a therapy session. So don't know how I want to feel about that. I do have a conference tomorrow online. So tomorrow, so I feel like if I fall asleep, it may work out for my good, except for that therapy's like at seven o'clock. So I'll probably be the only person adult that's in bed before my kids. Um, and I always been, and you know, it's been a struggle because it wasn't always like that. I'd always come home and fall asleep during after therapy, but now this is where we are. So if you are thinking, considering therapy, if it's good, if it's something you should do, I would highly um, encourage you to. I think everybody should do a therapy session. And I mean, a, a gamut of, of therapy sessions at least one time in your life, even if you think that everything is good and you're perfect and there's nothing wrong with you and you're, you know, whatever the case may be. I just think that everybody truly, truly, truly will benefit from a therapy session. So you know, we went into the new year, you know, I don't know if I went into the new year, you know, like, yay, this is going to be the year. I know that this is going to be the year because I know the hard work that I plan to put into it. And just like 2020, although there were so many lows, I had a lot of highs in 2020. However, um, I didn't go into 2021 skeptical and I didn't go into 2021 like, oh my God, but I am very clear about the plans that I have in my mind. And that's what the vision board is going to help me to do. It's going to help me to focus my thoughts. It's going to help me to see the benefits of what it is that I'm trying to vision. And I always write the steps that I believe will help to get me there. Now, that doesn't mean that the steps is going to go flawlessly without a hitch. A lot of the things that I thought I was going to do last year and how that was going to roll down, I learned, like the rest of us, how to maneuver around whatever we thought our plans was. So that is what's going on. So celebrate vision board day tomorrow by getting yourself ready, get all the materials that you need and create your vision board. Like I said, it's not a wish list. It's not something that's magical. It's literally so you can visit visibly see your goals. I always take a picture of mine and I put it on my phone and then I set my vision board by my bed. I do have this massive and I mean hugely massive whiteboard that I may decide to maybe prop the vision board onto that just so I can see it and just leave space for me to write on my whiteboard. That is always an option as well because I do have like little clips that can hold it. So we'll see. But as of right now, I'm going to complete my vision board tomorrow. And then if you're following me on social media and I can be found on social media, just like the rest of us has toy time blog. That's either on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. What else do I got? Pinterest. Yeah. So I can be found just you know go ahead and follow me there and today I have brought back if you follow me on my blog which is at www.toytime which is t-o-i-t-i-m-e dot org I have brought back the Friday check-in so please understand I'm not going to do a check-in both on the podcast as well as on the blog as intensely like it's all it's all different but yes follow me there so I talk about the intricate ups and downs of the week so Friday check-in is back and I've been getting a lot of people like what's going on for the week because Friday check-in is really just for a place for us to say okay this is how the week has been whether it's been a trash week or a great week and these are the things that I saw that I was struggling with these are the things that were like a high it's almost like a high and a low 
um, I don't know where I was reading that when you, first of all, parent families don't nowadays don't even eat as a family together at a table or anything like that. So they were saying that when you do do these things, you should ask each member of the family their highs and their lows, their pits or their highs, whatever you like to call them, because you can call them whatever you choose. The highs and the lows is on the blog. What I do is I talk about the highs and the lows of the week. So what are the things that I thought that were really great and the things that I saw that didn't accomplish? Because, you know, no one ever wants to talk about those failures. I probably, I'm going to say it'd be the only one, but I've probably out of a small gamut of bloggers that will talk about those failures. We got to talk about it because there's so many people coming behind you that just think that you just wake up in the blog and the podcast and these things just happen when it doesn't. And in the midst of trying to do better and get on to do better and try to do all of the things, you might find yourself failing. And because people don't talk about the failure, you feel like you're by yourself. Well, you've come to the right place because all I do is talk about myself and how I failed something. I talk about it because it's so normal. And I, I remember in my first set of therapy sessions, this was years ago, and I was just like, I'm always failing. I'm always missing it. I'm always getting it wrong. But so is everybody else. And the quicker you would learn that, even like the Beyonce's of, of the world, get it wrong. But because we only see the flare of everything and the glitter and the gold, so we just think that we're the only ones feeling. But I like to say that we are falling gracefully every single day. The best thing about falling gracefully is that you got to get back up. It's almost like when you go to stumble and you could literally fall down the steps but you trip a little bit or you catch yourself, I feel like we have to remember that in life, even if we feel like we have fallen, and I have fallen, like I have fallen, (laughs) but even in the midst of this huge fall, whatever your biggest fall is, it's still a catch because as long as you're breathing and as long as you're still here and you can hear the sound of my voice, then you have the opportunity to make a different decision the next day. I think we forget just like when you're doing like a workout routine or you're starting to get back into the swing of things and then you don't exactly do it the way you're supposed to. So you miss mess mess up. The biggest lie we tell ourselves is that we can't dust ourselves off and try again. Now we hear the Aaliyah song all the time. And first you don't succeed, dust yourself off. But in real life, we don't do that. We can dance to the best of them, right? We can know all the moves she did in that music video, but at the end of the day, when it comes down to truly dusting yourself off and trying again, we forget that in those moments because we forget that every day we are falling gracefully. We are going to trip it up so many times. Do you know how many times I've had to actually record a podcast because the first time I did it, the mic wasn't on? Or if I did it and I'm my cat's screaming in the background or a kid comes and interrupts, like it's, it happens to the best of us. I've had blogs where I'm like, somebody will catch like a thousand mistakes. And I'm like, I sat there and edited that whole blog. How did this happen? It happens. Or in real life when I shouldn't be on at my kids, but I find myself agitated. So I do now I got to go back and humble myself and truly ask them to forgive me and then be cognitive of what I did and then not do it again. Cause that's what happens. I go to talk to my husband and I'm in my mind, I'm going to say something in love, but the irritation that I'm feeling in love don't always mix. So when I speak, it's harsh, it's ignorant, it's rude. It's all kinds of levels. And now I've got to apologize. I've got to show how sorry I am by my actions. We all make mistakes. We all fall gracefully. And as long as you're here every single day, you literally can wake yourself up and, and pick yourself back up and dust yourself off but we forget that. So I don't want you to forget that. And if anybody wants to know, I'm probably the most clumsiest person in America. I truly believe I, at least if I'm not at the very top, I'm very like in the top 10%. So when I tell you that it's like God already knew that I was going to be the type of person who made mistakes and fell and got right back up, I'm clumsy. So by nature, I'm always aware and cognitive of grace. Do you know how many times I could have broken my bone and the actual times where I actually have done so? It's because I just feel like it's always God's little reminder for me personally to remind myself of just how the fact that I'm every day I'm making a mistake. I trip up or down. Have you ever tripped up a step? 
that you know, like I'm the type of person when I go up and down steps, no matter if it's the same set of steps every day, I count them every single time. I've been like that since a kid, right? I know how many steps there are going up and down of any of the steps. I have about four sets of steps. If you count the outside, one, two, three. Yeah, four sets of steps in my house from the outside into the inside. I know exactly how many steps are in each place and I still will find myself tripping badly up a flight of steps. That's how clumsy I am. I can drop something at the of the uh, drop of a dime. If I'm wearing any type of color where it don't have to be white, I'm gonna spill something. I am clumsy. I will break something quick. It's a mess. But again, it's still my reminder that every single day when I make the biggest of mistakes that that is the grace. So I'm hoping that whatever start that you are having to 2021, that it will be filled with amazing greatness. And regardless of what happens in the world, because we're going to talk about that, let's get this out of our system. Now, if you are going to have an issue, and this is not the part of the podcast where you find joy, or happiness, or you feel like this is going to be triggerish to you to talk about the events that took place this week with the capital, um, whatever you would like to call it, this is the time for you to go ahead and stop, put a pause to the podcast and meet me at the end or meet me next week because we're going to talk about that. And it's not going to be the whole rest of the podcast, but that's what we're going to talk about. So unless you, like I said, unless you're like in some uh, backwoods, doesn't have a, a radio, anything earlier in the week, midpoint of the week, it was described as Trump supporters, Antifa, whomever, a bunch of people who do not look like me in any regards decided to break into the uh, Congress, into the Senate because they wanted, the Capitol I should say, because they wanted to stop the counting of the votes to uh, say that Joe Biden had won. That was the, the, the general consensus. In the midst of that, four people have, at the time of me recording this podcast, four people had unfortunately passed away between four and five people, one including a police officer, um, another young lady who was just kind of like in the forefront of everything, like kind of pushed her way into the thing, into the building. And I don't know if a police officer shot her. I believe a police officer shot her because he's on um, administrative leave. We know how that whole administrative leave works. And so this is where we are. The visualization that I saw when I was watching that scared me. I have never in my life, I'm a political science major, so let's be really clear. From what I'm talking about this, this is talking about the history that I've learned and breaking it all the way down. And nothing that I could have ever imagined would have prepared me for what I saw on the news and on social media. When I first discovered that it was even something happening, it was weird because I had not been on um I was on, obviously I'm on social media because that's where I'm at all the time because that's where I post things and do things. Um, however, it's a difference when you're on there and you're doing certain, like when you're just focused on getting certain things done again, then mindless uh, scrolling, I may have missed everything that was going down when initially happened to be honest with you. So I'm not going to act like I was right in tune to it. I wasn't. Once I caught wind and realized what was happening, I had stopped to make sure that it wasn't playing on, like the news wasn't playing in the house. And my goal was to not even introduce the kids to what was happening. But of course, because they were in the house, we're, you know, we're still pretty much quarantining. We only, we only go outside when we absolutely have to. And so they're in the house. So we were watching it at, this was probably later in the evening, closer to their bedtime anyway. So they're seeing it. So now I have to take and, and put my parent goggles on and talk to them about the, the, the visuals of what they're seeing, because I can't explain it. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, the part that didn't make sense to me was that we have a police um, system who never seems to know how to restrain and have restraint when it comes to shooting people and shooting black people, I should say. And so I found it to be interesting that they have all these people, again, who are whatever nationality, most of them look white to me. I don't know what their breakdown is. And they are busting into a, a building that they should not be in. And there's no police support to get them to stop. There's no tear gas until like maybe, I guess from when I saw the videos of maybe in the middle of it, 
There was no National Guard. There was no any of these things going down. And so I'm sitting here watching these visuals and I can't really explain it to myself. I can't really explain it to my kids, but I'm doing the best that I can to tell them. And because I want them to have their own mind, I'm only giving like breadcrumbs of information. I want them to talk. I'm listening to how they see it. And we're having a full-fledged family dialogue about what they're seeing, what's happening. And so that's how the week went for most people. You know what I mean? You're watching these things. You're, you're hearing the news. Now it's a big array. What's going to happen? You know, there was, I believe at the time that of this podcast, I think there was about 50 people that were arrested and they're expecting a lot more. I don't know how <laughs> the breakdown of how they're going to figure out everybody. Obviously, the FBI has asked anybody who has information to let them know because they're trying to identify the people in the videos and things of that sort. So I get that. It's going to take quite a while before all of those things happen. It could be months, weeks later on before we get more information. And so this is where we are. And the political part of it is that there's a lot of undertaking that people don't get. They, don't, they, they just see it as it's a black and white thing. It's a lot bigger than that. It's a lot bigger than worrying about whether or not it's just a black and white national security really is at risk and we need to figure out a way to bring that under control because if our own people can to come can do that we're in a situation where a lot of other people can come in and do that so i say that not to encourage it but just to say that we need to be more having our sights on things bigger than just the 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 major surface part that we're seeing because it's there um but it's a lot bigger than that so as a political science major that's what my eyes and ears are going towards. And again, I'm going to say this. I am always in agreement for everybody having an opinion because we all have one, right? I would caution the need to downright argue every little minute problem or big problem because the reality, in my opinion, I'm not saying no, don't do it because people are unwilling to change. I'm saying don't do it because the change that you're trying to evoke will only bring back that same level of frustration back to you. It's like having two people at a standstill. One person has a gun and another person has a knife. And you who has a knife is telling the person with the gun that you got this under control and that there's all kinds of carrying on. I, I just would caution the need to argue and to debate down to the nitty gritty. I am not telling you not to do that because most of y'all should be grown that's listening to this. However, I just would say just caution yourself protect your peace at all times I think we just forget to protect ourselves because while we're out there trying to prove to somebody that's not really worrying about it and not really trying to see the point of view you leave yourself open so that would be my biggest encouragement so of course we know about the, I mean everything that went down this is where we are this is what happened and so that's what it that's where we are and so my thoughts has been about praying for protection and asking, you know, what's the next step? Trying to follow but not following too closely only because I feel like I just don't want to inundate my house, my entire house with it 24-7. And I feel like it can become extremely, extremely overwhelming even as adults. So practice whatever level of self-care you need to practice. Stand firm with what you believe in. Find a way, if it's possible, to not disrespect it whomever on whoever side I just feel like disrespect isn't going to get us anywhere like I feel like you can downright disrespect somebody by you know short of calling somebody they calling their mama out on something and I just believe that when people are set in their ways they're set in their ways that's just what I personally believe now that is what's happening as far as the congress and the capitol and everything that's going down I'm sure by the time this airs um, this podcast airs is that at the end of the day it could be far way worse than what we could have imagined and more things could possibly happen. And those are the things that I'm more concerned about. What's the downfall? Is it, what's the organization? What's, what's everybody going to be doing as these tempers are continuing to flare? Um, Biden has now been certified officially as the mayor. I mean, the mayor, good God, the president of the United States, along with uh, Kamala um, Harris, and so we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, honestly, I don't think that they're going to come in on some white horse and save us all. I don't. But 
I do believe that it's probably going to be a lot of a better situation than what we already currently have for sure. And I can only hope for the best. I can continue to pray. I can continue to guard myself. I can continue to make good choices. Those are the things that I can be responsible for. I think we forget to sometime to sit in our little corner and do what we're supposed to do instead of always trying to make everybody else do what we want them to do. So that's my five seconds. And that's where I'm at. That's what I believe in. Now, one thing I do want to say, now this has nothing to, not just from what happened at the Capitol, but let me just give five seconds of a quick five second TED talk. If you could just listen in, tune in, turn it up just a little bit. If you're listening to this in your car, your headphones, your ear pods, whatever you're doing, can we just talk about what things you probably should not be doing? If you're going to do something that's possibly illegal, you probably should not be doing stuff where you have your work badge. One of the gentlemen that was there in the melee um, decided to have his entire work badge on while he's there. Like I scrolled up to the picture and saw his entire name, his company, and everything he's worked for. Now, because my life is set up the way that it is and I don't give energy to where energy does not need to be, it was not up to me to sit there and go find and research where this man's life was. And I have not researched none of anybody that they saw on TV. I have seen their names as it has popped up on different things. And that's about it. I'm not about to sit here and full on research. Just not. I will catch bits and pieces and go from there because when I'm ready to sit down and do that, that's why I will. But what I will say is stop wearing y'all work badges, identifying marks, different things, while you are doing stuff that could be interpreted as illegal and or that is actually illegal, it may not be in the best practice. Now, this is not just because of anything with the government. I'm saying in anything, please, for the Lord's sake, do not do anything as stupid as that. I mean, it's the quickest way to get caught when you have every identifying mark. It's almost like walking around with a blimp on and a sign that says, it is me, it is I, I am here to wreak havoc and here is all of my information. Please do it as you will. Uh, yeah, I believe bro's going to get fired if he's not already fired. I mean, at this point, why would he not? <laughs> like, if I was going somewhere with my entire work badge and full on display, I would think to either tuck it or not bring it or leave it in home, leave it in the car. I don't get it. It's almost like a crook that has like the, that breaks into a home that has nothing but all these bright lights and gets caught red handed because the lights triggered everything to see him clear as day. Like I, I don't get that. Maybe it's cause I watch a lot of ID. And one of the things about ID is like trying to do the best you can to like camouflage yourself. So nobody knows you. Uh, this man did not get that memo. This man has got to be probably the worst type of protester that would, you know, show up and let everybody see his entire face. Um, I don't think anybody of them cared about whether or not somebody saw them anyway, but nonetheless, that man is either going to be fired or already is fired if he's not already locked up. So that is that. Um, oh, yes. So. So I just wanted to end this podcast again by just encouraging every last one of us to remember the things that have brought us like complete joy and the things that will continue to bring you joy. Because regardless of how crazy life has, is or will get or has been, I have been very intentional of being sure and being very clear on the things that I feel on a daily basis that bring me pure happiness. Now, I'm not saying that I'm I'm killing in the game every single day where I'm just like, oh, I'm just so happy and everything is so good. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that it's our job to protect and to care about the things that matter to us. And you can find joy in the smallest of things. You can find joy in something as small as a bouquet of flowers. And you can find joy in the biggest things like accomplishing a goal that you set for five years and accomplish that in a month. I find joy sometimes in watching my kids laugh. I have found joy watching a meme that has me belly laughing. I find joy connecting with someone I haven't talked to in a while. I have found joy in just eating a snack that I didn't have to share with my wonderful children. 
Whatever it is that you believe that will bring you some joy and some peace, you have got to find a way to tap into that. As much as life has gotten complicated and as deep as these therapy sessions have been breaking my back, it's just been on my, let me tell you, therapy has been kicking me these last few weeks. I've had to up the therapy sessions. But what I will say is it's my responsibility to tap into that personal joy. And not every day is going to be one and the same. There are some times and some days that I can tap into that good joy and feel completely good. And there are days and times when I cannot. On the days, and you know what's been helping me too, is being completely honest about where I am. A couple of days ago, I was having such a moment, such a moment. I could not tell you and put it into words. Just this rush of depression that came over me. And I go through episodic depression, which means something that will trigger me. It makes me think about something um, that obviously didn't feel good to me, wasn't good to me or for me. But sometimes it could be so super thick. And the couple of days ago, it was so thick and it came almost like you ever get like a chill up your back or a chill up your spine from like a wind or, you know, you feel like whatever the case may be. And that's how I felt. It felt like it was starting up slow. And it was almost like it was rising up my back. Now I grew up in a church, so I do believe in spirits. And I was, that's how it felt. It felt like a spirit. And you may not believe in that and that's fine. But for me, I do. And that's what it felt like. So at the end of the day, I just felt the need to first say where I, where I was, how I was feeling. And so that I could acknowledge it. And then I wasn't feeling good even as the day went, was going and it was proceeding. And guess what? The very day that the whole capital thing went down, that's the same day that I was feeling the way I was feeling. Now, I do not believe they are correlated in any way. However, I was grateful that I was able to gather myself. I want to say like maybe an hour and a half before I got a hold of the news of what was happening. And because I don't know if I how I would have dealt if I had not recovered from my own personal and then right into that. I don't know how I would have felt because the way it felt and it came on me was so strong. I don't know how I would have dealt with the two, but nonetheless, by the next day, I was feeling a lot better. I think I was feeling better before the, before the night ended, even with all of the drama that was happening and unfolding. However, the next day I was very clear once I was on the treadmill and during that prayer time with, and just saying to myself, like, listen, you have got to be in control. You have got to get it together. What is happening? Write it down. Speak whatever it is. And then I realized that my issue stemmed from having a conversation with someone who the conversation didn't go well. And sometimes people, sometimes bad communication does corrupt good manners. And so I felt like at that point, me not cutting the conversation off when I saw how it was making me feel and how it was altering my own spirit, that's where I could have cut the conversation off and salvaged myself. Again, it's always about protecting yourself, protecting your space, protecting your peace, protecting your heart, your mind. And I didn't do that. And so I probably felt more frustrated because I didn't protect myself. But regardless, I was, I'm grateful to say that I've gotten through it. And again, when you are in therapy, you learn resources extremely quick about how to, to, to take care of yourself in the middle of a, a crisis. And a crisis doesn't always have to mean as big as the capital invasion. It can be something as small, but something that still alters the way that you think and feel about something. So my three tips for next week. Protect your peace at all costs. Somebody can literally dump all kinds of things on you and it will literally alter the way that you truly feel about yourself because they push their issues out onto you. Tip number two for next week. Find something between now and next Friday that brings you joy. Find something that brings you joy at least one time a day. At least one time a day. Tap into something that brings you joy. I didn't say that the joy that was going to come, that was going to take away every problem that you could possibly have, because that is a lie and a half. 
it won't once a day from here and so the next time we uh, log back into this podcast which will be next friday find something that brings you joy one thing a day and the third if you need help and you can get help and i mean that in the means of therapy talking to someone that you truly trust i saw a meme i'm going to talk about this real quick because it does tie into the third thing is you got to find somebody that you trust. Do you know how many times you probably set up and had a whole conversation with somebody who will then take your conversation back to a group text and a group conversation that you're not even privy of because of the way that they feel that they need to broadcast your issues? Listen, find you somebody that you can truly trust. I know there's, I have friends and family that are listening to this. It's not that I don't trust people and that I don't trust the people who are listening to this. And I know some people will find offense to this, but I'm not running my internal issues to every little person even the closest folks closest to me I just can't sometimes I just don't think everybody is equipped to handle whatever it is that I have going on or they may not be able to handle the things you have going on but find somebody that can help you to tap into becoming better if the person that I'm talking to I feel in any type of way is going to run my business or run my situation to somebody else and just because we all share and of agreements with each other, unless I've given permission and or I have made it clear that it was okay to share my stuff. One of my personal downright stomp down personal pet peeves is when somebody shares your information with someone else and thinks that because we have a mutual situation, a mutual friendship, a, a mutual relationship, that it's okay to do so. Nothing irritates me more than that. Because had I want Sister Susie to know about what I was doing, I would have contacted Sister Susie myself. So I want you to find somebody where you don't have those feelings with and find somebody that can help you to become better, whether that's your therapist or somebody that you can trust that is then going to be very clear and very direct and making sure that they're giving you information that's going to help. Not somebody that's going to insert their, what was me, please not to go home. I'm having all these issues and they're going to dump their stuff. Find somebody that you truly trust. So find somebody that you truly trust and get the help that you need, resources, uh, conversations that are going to build you up, not tear you down. Find joy in something that you can look forward to or have something in, in that you can see as joyful every single day from this point on for, until the next time we bring back the podcast for that's one week, right? One week, one joy every single day, no matter what. One joy. And protect that peace because you're going to need to protect yourself against all kinds of stuff that's going to try to rear its head to try to bring you off a track, stop you from goal setting, make you feel like the worst human in the whole national world. And it's not the case. And remember, if you fall off your your lifestyle change with like working out, you fall off. If you're doing a sleep schedule or you want to think about doing that and you make a mistake the one day, for instance, the day that everything went down, my sleep schedule would have had me in a bed by no later than 9 30, 10 o'clock max. I was in bed at 10 20 and I felt bad because I'm like, oh, it's an extra hour beyond my or half an hour beyond my time. But it was a choice I made and I just decided that this was important for me to stay up and see what was happening. And then I decided to go to sleep and cut it off at 10 15. And then I went to bed. Remember, you control the pieces and the pawns. So don't get upset when things have to be altered or you choose to alter them. And definitely don't kick yourself in the butt because you didn't eat something that you were you ate something that you weren't supposed to eat. Like truly dust yourself off and try it all over again. And remember, just like me, maybe you're not the clumsiest person like I am, but at the end of the day, you're always going to be falling gracefully if you can get yourself back up and have the mindset to continue to try no matter how many times you fail no matter if you cry while you're failing I cry all the time about the things that I have said done messed up blooped fallen gracefully tripped up or down a step and I'm still aware that every time that that happens it's still a grace that's always going to be extended to me as long as my heart is in the right place and as long as I do the work on the inside and as long as I'm making good choices on the outside the two will always mirror each other even in the most tragic of ways that I have made a mistake and messed up felt short tripped up a step it will always grace me to where I'm supposed to be 
and what I don't have and whatever I lack will then be filled because I'm always searching for the things that are supposed to be for me. Whatever I don't have, it's like a skill set will be added to me because I'm going to look for that. So have an amazing weekend. Today is National Winter Skin Care Day. So if you have issues with dry skin, this would be a perfect day to do a face mask. I know people do face masks and want to do all this self-care on self-care Sundays, which is not true. Self-care is a daily thing. But make sure you take care of your winter skin. Whatever masks you need to do, whatever um, moisturizing you need to do, because winter skin gets, tends to get dry. Remember, today is winter skin uh, uh, day, so take care of your skin whether that's your face, your body, your whole body is covered in skin. So don't just think about your face. Like your whole body may need to switch over your um, moisture moisture for your body, whatever the case may be. But take care of your skin on uh, moisture, I mean, on um, skincare day. It's also National Bubble Day. So you can always combine the two. Get you a little glass of wine because you know I'm going to have a glass of wine before the day ends. And I want you to have a great weekend. Remember the three tips that I gave and p- apply them ASAP. Have a good weekend, have a good week, and we'll talk again next Friday. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.